Hello and welcome back to Green Planet. My name's Lucy and I'm going to be your host. This week is now the 10th episode of Green Planet and we've done a lot about the different problems for the environment. Um, But today we're going to be focused on campaigning and how we can stop those problems and get other people to join us on this journey. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Green Planet. So, campaigning. There are many, many ways to campaign and it's really important that you do it. You could do videos, donate, protest, but let's just start by talking about how you can send letters to companies and shops. Because remember last week, my challenge was to write letters and uh, I'll tell you more about that now. Okay, so I've got a little bit of a confession to make. Recently, I've become almost addicted to egg sandwiches with a little slice of cheese on top. However, every time I made it, I couldn't help but notice just how much unnecessary packaging is involved in these slices. They come in a plastic packet and each individual slice is wrapped in yet more plastic. So I find myself with a moral dilemma. Either I put up with the plastic or I give up my perfect egg sandwich. So I made a decision to stop using the sliced cheese. However, I have sent a letter to Aldi um, where we buy the cheese slices asking them to please stop using so much plastic or at least move to a more sustainable alternative. I would like you to join me against plastic packaging And if more of you could write about the cheese, I would greatly appreciate it, as I'm really missing it. But but seriously, whenever you see any excessive packaging, take a minute to let the company know, with a quick letter or even just a tweet. And by all means, include me and I'll happily support you. Here's my letter and I'll point out top tips on how to write one along the way. So, start with the company's name unless you know you are specifically talking to someone like the CEO. Dear Aldi. Then, say who you are and how you use their product a lot. Hello, my name is Lucy Howard. I'm 11 years old and my family are very regular customers of yours and often shop at Aldi. Then, say what you've noticed. However, a while back we noticed how much plastic each of the items come in. State the problem. Plastic is such a big problem at the moment, as you probably know. It is wrecking our oceans. Turtles are mistaking plastic bags for jellyfish and are eating them instead. There have been whales with up to 88 pounds of plastic in their stomachs. So we need big organisations like you to do something about it. Then give an example of what you don't like in their product. For example... I buy cheese slices quite a bit for my egg sandwiches I have for breakfast, but each of the slices come individually wrapped in plastic. I understand how food might be wrapped in plastic packaging as it needs to stay fresh. However, the cheese slices were all individually wrapped, which isn't necessary at all, and I know that plastic 
is there so that the cheese doesn't all stick together. Then say what you want them to do about it. However, I wondered if you could change the way that you package it so that you use something like greaseproof paper instead or biodegradable plastic. It would mean that the cheese doesn't stick together and it doesn't use as much plastic. Then say what you know they've done so that they can't reply with that and not do what they, you actually want them to do. I understand that last year Aldi increased the number of stores with rooftop solar panels by more than 45% and will continue to grow its solar portfolio and use green electricity and that Aldi has recycled nearly 100% of the cardboard, paper, plastic, film and foil that it uses in its warehouses since 2012. Um, Moreover, its new warehouses are constructed with sunshades and uh, special glass to insulate and reduce heat from the sun, and all that is great for the environment. Then use their words to push them further. However, Aaron Sumida, the vice president of Aldi, said, Aldi is taking steps to reduce its environmental impact, not only because our customers expect it, but because it's the right thing to do as a business. Then tell them to listen to what they have said and do it. I said, if you truly believe that the environment is important, I think that taking this step will be a good change to help. Then tell them to consider it and ask to hear from them. I hope you consider changing your packaging and I look forward to hearing from you. From Lucy Howard. So that's how I think you should write your letter. It's just a bit like a template, but you don't really need to use it. It's just a, an idea to help you along. Just, I think it's really important. It doesn't have to be to do with plastic. I just focused on that because um, that's what we were focused on the day that I set the challenge. But it can be about anything. It's just uh, to change the company's mind. And this is just one example of how you can campaign. Uh, there are lots of different ways that you can do it. Uh, for example, you could help uh, different campaigns by signing petitions or creating one. Or rather than that, you could write letters to the government or your local MP rather than to a shop. And when it's safe, you could uh, even organise a protest, a mark, or organise a local litter pick with your block or uh, your friends. Be creative, though, and campaign in your own special way, because the more different it is, people might find it more interesting and it, it, it might uh, appeal to different people because everyone has different interests. So... It just get creative and campaign however you like to. But now it's time for this week's joke of the week. This week's joke of the week is from Brittany. She said, What did the Atlantic Ocean say to the Pacific? Nothing. It just waved. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. That's a really good joke. And you can send your own jokes in, just like Brittany did, 
and uh, just send them in to one underscore world oh eight on Instagram or email me at nineteen howardlucy at gmail dot com. You can send them in by typing them, or you can even send in a voice recording, and I'll put you in the podcast uh, yourself. And now it's time for green news. This week's green news is really good news, actually. Um, It's all about how Britain is about to pass a significant landmark. At midnight on Wednesday, we will have gone two full months without burning coal to generate power. A decade ago, about 40% of the country's electricity came from coal. Coronavirus is part of the story, but far from all. When Britain went into lockdown, electricity demand plummeted. The national grid responded by taking power plants off the network. The four remaining coal-fired plants were among the first to be shut down. The last coal generator came off the system at midnight on the 9th of April. No coal has been burnt for electricity since. The current coal-free period smashes the previous record of 18 days, 6 hours and 10 minutes, which was set in June last year. That is great. I'm really, really glad that I chose that for this week's Green News. Um, I found that on BBC News. Uh, You can go on there and there's all sorts of videos that it says about um, the coal plants and um, when they got demolished and stuff like that. It also says about how Northern Ireland hasn't uh, quite joined us with the uh, zero coal uh, generating power uh, streak um, but uh, I still think you should check it out and uh, try and have a look on it for a bit more information but it's now time for an interview with Rebecca Harvey and she's going to tell us about how she upcycles clothes and makes uh, them into new ones so um, hello Rebecca I'll just start off by asking you, what do you do for the environment? So, um, personally, I try and make a lot of environmentally conscious decisions. So, um, I not only am I uh, big into fashion reusing, uh, recycling, um, upcycling, I also like to make sure that I'm buying fruit and veg that aren't packaged um, making sure that I'm buying products that can be fully recycled. Uh, I'm very conscious about, about what I buy, mostly, to try and make a personal effort. That's great. A few weeks ago, we talked about um, packaging and what, what products you can buy to avoid plastic and stuff like that. But why did you choose to do this for your dissertation? Ah, so I've always been quite... Um, conscious about having a capsule wardrobe which is about um only using a few items of clothing um over and over again so you're not buying as much um any as it is but I've always been very conscious about the effect of um about the effect of the fashion industry on the environment not only um is a lot of clothing going to to waste especially in the UK so much water is used in making um different fabrics the the water that is used to make cotton is enormous and um 
also the fibres what that gets dumped into the ocean when every time you wash your clothing you have to be really aware of what is actually happening every single time you wash your clothing or buy a new item so I thought for my dissertation this would be a really great idea to try and get other people engaged to try and get other people um recycling their 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 own clothing um and my dissertation is mostly about upcycling adults clothing into children's clothing and that's because children grow so fast they need so many clothes so I thought that would be a really really good starting point and lots of people are interested so it's doing really well for me I think that's a great idea that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast which was always almost like to influence others to do what you show them yeah exactly yeah well what I'd like to ask you is, what has been your favourite thing you have ever upcycled? So, um, one of the main things that I know lots of people upcycle and have fun doing is making um, shorts out of jeans. And I do like this because it's so simple and everybody can do it. It's a really, really good one. But as a sewer and a seamstress, um, one of my favourites is probably the dungarees that I made. They were a bit more complex um, and they were really cute when they were finished. So I was really pleased with that one. I think that must be my favourite so far. Yeah, turning jeans into shorts is pretty easy. I, I love going outside and I wear quite a lot of jeans. So often the knees of my jeans get ripped. So I turn them into shorts. So now, um, yeah, so I've got quite a few of denim shorts. Exactly. And denim is really hard to recycle. So it's a really good thing to try and reuse. Yeah, it definitely, I'd say that's a good one too. If someone who doesn't know anything about the environment came up to you, what would you say to them? Um, I think research is a really good idea. Um, making sure that you know about the environment and the, and the impacts that it has is a really, really good thing. Um, so I would definitely suggest to them... Um, have a look online uh, you can type in anything join some environmentalist groups and they give you so many good ideas of what you can do to um, help you, help reduce your carbon footprint to help um, help the environment so I would definitely recommend others to do a little bit of research and maybe join some groups to try and help um, help the environment really I think that's great advice so you were saying about like researching what you get but do you, do you ever research some of the products and what sort of products do you buy? So, um, like I said at the beginning, I always try not to um, buy packaged fruit and vegetables. That's a really good way to reduce your plastic consumption. Um, always have a look on the back of packaging, see what can be recycled and what can't be recycled. Uh, those small decisions you make when standing in the shop will really help, um, help the effect. So... Um, those are some of the small things that just people can do from day to day. Yeah, I think that's true with like every aspect of the environment because when one person does one small thing and someone else does it and someone else does it, it's just those small things that really do make an impact in my opinion. Yes, I agree. You can definitely go to charity shops if you want to make a difference. I think charity shops are a great way because not only if you give your old clothes to charity shop, they're not ending up in landfill. It can be it really extends that life cycle of um 
of the of the clothing product. And I think charity shops are great because not only does it reuse your clothes and give it another life, it also gives them money to charity and people who need it more than you do. Of course. I know a lot of people have a bit of, um, well, a little bit uh, stuck up about charity shops thinking that it's a bit dirty. But actually, the quality of the products that you can get in a charity shop, if you're not, if you're willing to do a little bit of digging, you can find some really great buys. Yeah, I, I, I've got, I've been going through my room recently and... Um, I've got stuff that I'm giving to charity shops and I'm looking uh, in the pile of stuff that I'm going to give away to charity shops and I'm like, I got that from a charity shop and now it's going back there because it can just go in a cycle for years. That's a really good thing to do as well because um, as the fashions change, uh, somebody else's uh, trash becomes somebody else's treasure if you look at nowadays a lot of 80s vintage clothing is really coming back into fashion and most people are buying these from charity shops and it's doing really really well yeah as they say fashion goes round in circles absolutely upcycling and repurposing old clothes uh, you've been doing this a lot has this always been one of your passions um, so I've always done it a little bit, um, mostly if I buy uh, an item from a charity shop that I liked, um, I'd upcycle it to suit my style a little bit more, to suit my uh, my figure. Um, but it's only recently have I decided to try and influence other people to try and get into doing the same thing as I have. I've always had a passion for sewing, so it's actually a really fun hobby to have as well. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, Rebecca. Bye. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the challenges. Um, so two weeks ago, I set all of you a challenge and you guys have been sending in what you've done. I told you to do anything for the environment and try to stick to it. Try and do it a few days in a row or a few times a week. Just basically try and add something environmentally friendly into your routine. Brittany has said her challenge is to carry a reusable bag and gloves around when they go on their creature adventures so they can pick up rubbish as they've seen quite a bit. That's a great challenge and it's perfect as there's probably a lot of wildlife there um, that might have eaten bits of litter and so if you pick it up you're saving those um, bits of wildlife and that is so super. Uh, Colette uh, says her challenge is to take a reusable bag to put her fruit and veg in at the shops. I think that's a great idea. And Henry's done a challenge with his mum and he said Mummy bought a litter picker and we can go a little bit and get rubbish. I think that's great Henry. Keep doing your litter picking and your streets will be clean in no time. Keep it up guys, these challenges are great, um, these are all the ones for today, but continue doing the challenges, try and keep them into your daily routine, or weekly routine, and send them in, maybe I'll have you in next season, um, and I'd love for you to do some more challenges, I'll put them all in, and we'll listen to them there.
the next season will be coming to you soon. I'll talk more about that to you now. So season two of Green Planet is going to be focused on more about wildlife, conservation, nature and animals. But we will still have interviews with people and they could be doing all sorts of things. As long as it's for the environment, we're still trying to work on how to make the world a better place. It's just um, some of the main topics and the layer of the uh, episodes might be a di- bit different. Uh, each week we're still going to have our joke of the week, don't worry. But um, we're also going to have stuff like endangered animal of the week or stuff like that. And I think it'll be fun. It will be a while before it comes out to you. Just at the end of summer it's coming out. Um, and it's going to be lots of fun. And hopefully we'll still have loads of interviews and challenges. Um, send in your challenges and I'll still use them in next season. Hopefully we'll have a new challenge or maybe a quiz or something. And I'd like to get you involved as the listeners as well. So share Green Planet. Share it to your friends. Share it to your family. Um, show them uh, how there's going to be a new season of it uh, coming Um It's coming on August the 15th at the end of summer uh, and I can't wait and I'll see you there, okay? So you have to be ready for August 15th, okay? Um, And hopefully it'll be weekly as it is already from there. But now it's time for our upcycling craft. Oh, and... Um, the upcycling videos should come up between now and August 15th, hopefully before August 15th. But as um, I'm going to try and get up all the videos onto Instagram and YouTube and sort all that out because uh, some of the videos weren't uploading previously. So I'm going to try and sort all that out. But now it's time for the upcycling. And uh, I decided this week's upcycling craft can be uh, suited to uh, upcycling clothes like what Rebecca Harvey does but we're going to do it a lot easier and um, a lot simpler than what she does we're just going to do turning a t-shirt into a pillow with no sewing really easy craft all you need you might want a little bit of stuffing or you could just get an old simple pillow that you've already got and Um, make a pillow cover it's really really easy I quite like it because I uh, have a lot of tops that I really like that I've grown out of and I really really like them but they don't fit me anymore so I don't know what to do with them so I've decided I'm just going to try and turn them all into pillows because I think it decorates your room. You can have them around your room. You can have a nice little corner of pillows. I tend to keep them on my bed, uh, at the end of my bed, or even on the sofa. Like It's quite nice, and if you want pillows, it's n- nice to... Uh, decorate your pillows and upcycle a top and if you want to keep your top it's a great way of doing that as well it's quite an obvious look and people will know how you made it when you made it but I quite like that it looks homemade because uh, it makes it look um, 
like more thought and effort has gone into it and it is more special and so all you need to do really is cut out the design um from the top like a big square uh, of the design or rectangle whatever shape you want your pillow to be and cut the same size on the back um, the back of the pillow will just be used with the back of the shirt now then once you've done that you want to cut out um, the four corners so that there's like missing four squares not too big just um, around an inch maybe a bit more than that uh, just like a, a small square um, out of all the corners However, you're going to do it slightly differently if you're uh, doing it more like a pillowcase that you can take off and wash and stuff like that. So basically what you want to do is go to the back of the shirt before you cut anything out. And there's a hem going along the bottom, right? So uh, measure out how big uh, your pillowcase, or how big you want your pillowcase to be. And you're basically going to cut out from the hem, the hem's really good because it means you don't have to use any sewing, um, you're going to cut out from the hem uh, around two thirds as much, um, maybe even a bit more than that, basically just a qu quite a bit uh, of what you're, you need to fill your shirt and then uh, cut out that and then from the front there's an uh, there's still the hem on the front as well then cut just over one third uh, of what you need to fill the whole pillow just like the, the one edge of the pillow the back of the pillow um, for that as well uh, out of there but you don't want to cut into the design you still want plenty of space um, for the design because the design is just uh, going to be uh, the, the the front you know so you will have to measure this out uh, you don't have to be precise just uh, think about it before you do it and make sure you're doing it right because I don't want you to mess up because that wouldn't be um, very good now was it so once you've done that uh, you're basically gonna do the exact same but you're going to uh, use those two extra pieces as like a flap at the back it might be a little bit harder to tie at the back. You're just going to have to tie like three things together. Uh, it'll, it'll still work out if you do it right. Um, and yeah, so that's what you do if you want to do like a pillow cover. But if you're just using stuffing or even if you are just doing a pillow cover but you don't want to wash it, like take it off and stuff it's probably easier just to do the front as a design and the back as the back of the t-shirt and just um do it like we're gonna do it uh, without having to have the flaps um then for the uh, once you've cut out the squares you you'll still need to cut out the squares if you're doing the flaps just um make sure you do that the same size uh, the same size on each so you cut out the squares um they're only around one inch ish uh and then cut 
lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of slits on each of the edges, you know, so that you can tie them together. That's what I was talking about when I was uh, saying how you're going to tie um, the, the the flaps together. Basically, you're going to cut lots of slits, and it's going to make it all frilly and uh, not really fluffy, but more like, yeah, fr frilly. And so you're going to tie uh, three of the sides up, uh, so you've got three sides up, and then you're either going to put your pillow in, or you're going to stuff it up with stuffing. And then once you've stuffed up with stuffing, do the last side, and you're done. However, if you're doing it more like a pillowcase that you can flip open, um, or not flip open, but open by the flaps, uh, you want the hem uh, to... You want the smaller bit of the back. The back pieces are this small bit of the back with the hem and the big piece at the back with the hem because that the hem just makes it a bit neater. And so you want it to the big piece to be facing down and the small piece uh, to be on top of that. Then cut all the slits in it just like you did. Um, but tie them together, then you can put the pillow in, or put the pillow on first so you make sure you can do it right, and it's just making it easier to take the pillow out. Um, have a few goes at it, your first one might not be your best, but keep trying, um, and just... I recommend you try and do quite a few of the upcycling crafts as they're really, really good. They've helped me out quite a bit and uh, they're good for the environment. And, uh, yeah. So, as I said before, hopefully you'll be able to check out the video via my Instagram account on one underscore world 8 Remember, it's one the word, not the figure. Or you can go on my YouTube channel, uh called green planet just like the podcast i'd love to hear how you get on so comment what happened or email me and i'm afraid that's it for today rather than see you next week i'll see you next season bye Stay tuned to my Instagram account, one underscore world 8 for any updates about any bonus shows or any information to do with my podcast. And I'll see you next season. Bye. And Henry's done a challenge with his mum and he said... Mummy bought a little picker and we can go a little bit and get rubbish. I think that's great, Henry. Keep doing your litter picking and your streets will be clean in no time.